When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stone is Double D CY. Look at that panel. They're digging into Diggs and Allen today. That had Eli Apple saying they need couples theory. Does Eli Apple get to make a call out like that? And also, incidental crotch hit. Does a win mean he's okay? Uh, I don't know. Let's go around the horn. We always say, he's okay, he's okay. We never know if the kids are born dizzy, right? We never we never do that much. Look at this one. Who's got the double? The frustration from Stefan Diggs on the sideline at Josh Allen was seen by everybody. What reportedly happened in the locker room after Diggs packing up his stuff and leaving before being corralled back in time for the coaches to wrap up the Bills season. Diggs' response on social media, you want me to be okay with losing? Nah. Are you seeing cracks in the Bills? Could this season setback be something more? Is Diggs' behavior okay? That's how we start around the horn, Clinton Yates. I don't think it sets them back. It is what it is. This is a football team that has not gone as far as a lot of people think that they should have because of Josh Allen's inability to get the ball to the best player on the team, who is Stephon Diggs. Reminder, the guy who's had clutch playoff performances is Diggs, not Allen. So when he goes to the quarterback and says, Mm. what are you doing, buddy? He's asking a completely legitimate question. The season's over. If the guy wants to walk out of the locker room after a level of frustration, after losing to a better football team at home, after all that back I understand. The social media stuff, I could do without, but that's fine. People are all in his kitchen about it. Again, he's the best football player on that team. Mm. If he wants the ball when they should be trying to get it to him to win football games, I can understand why he's upset. This is completely reasonable to me. This is standard NFL football stuff, and Diggs is David right. David Dennis, did I see an eyebrow raise when Clinton said Diggs is the best, better than Allen, and that Allen has him in clutch in postseasons like last year? Please. Yeah, I, if, if you put both of those guys in front of management and say one of these guys is not happy, somebody's got to go, they're picking Josh Allen to stay 10 times out of nine. Like, that's not a, a, a question. I'm okay with Stefan Diggs, you know, and his passion and the way that he was, you know, upset about what happened. It was a bad game. They stunk. They got whooped. My problem is you're showing up the quarterback on the sideline when Josh Allen – I mean, you had 11 targets. You were 4 for 11 – uh, in the game, the last two division games, you were seven for 42. Like, you're not playing well. They tried to get you the ball. Don't show up your quarterback, but you can be upset at the other stuff you need. Israel Gutierrez. Yeah, I mean, to answer your initial question of, uh, in terms of is this a setback for them, I'd have to say no because in the sort of the tier or hierarchy of issues that you have on an NFL team, to have one of your leaders be a little overly emotional during a playoff loss, I don't think is that big of a deal, right? So you talk about um, it's not like he's sitting there giving up on his team saying, hey, you guys are trash, I can't play with you guys. He knows that there was sort of an underperforming and it, he was going directly to the quarterback because we all looked at each other watching the game and said, hey, his quarterback for the last two playoff 
games has been underperforming. And so, yes, is there a line between, hey, being an emotional leader and showing up your quarterback on the sideline and then storming out and needing Duke Johnson to bring you back in? Yes, there's probably a line there. But in terms of what that does to the team overall and what that means for Stephon Diggs, I don't think it means that much. Even the social media stuff, I think, is actually correct of him to say, hey, the result is way more something, is way more something you should be mad about than my reaction to that. So I think that was fair as well. Kevin Blackstone. Well, I mean, was Peyton Manning showing up Jeff Saturday when he was yelling at him on the sideline one time? Was Tom Brady showing up anybody when he was yelling at them on the sideline? I'll take this as passion, a great disappointment to this season for the Buffalo Bills, who every, so many people pick. They were the, the favorite to go to the Super Bowl and maybe win it. And to lose it in Buffalo conditions on their, on their home field is just devastating. And Stephon Diggs from Good Council High School was just upset about it. Here's a guy who's been a... He's been, a all, he's been an all-pro, um, a, 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 a Pro Bowl player since he's been there in Buffalo. He is Josh Allen's favorite target. They couldn't get on the, on the okay. same page. Maybe it was because of the weather. Maybe it was because of the elbow problems that Josh Allen had late in the season. But I'm good with that. I want that. Ben, I got to go back to you. I mean, I think we can all agree Josh Allen has performed well in the postseason last year, did not perform well in the postseason this year. Again, you're taking digs over Allen and this team in the pecking order? It's not about taking Diggs over Allen. It's about the fact that the Bills aren't going to be any good unless Diggs is the player making the plays that he makes. We all know how much Josh Allen turns the ball over at critical moments. Separately, and I want to bring this up, the Bills are taking this way too hard. Eli Apple talking a little trash after the game because, hello, he finally won something. That's okay, guys, once again. Oh, you think Eli Apple's allowed to go there because he got the win and you get the win? Yes, I do think so. This is real. You think the spoils of winning are tough. That's a FaceTime for him right there. I think Eli Apple needs to be more clever if he's going to involve himself in these situations. I already know he's got Tyreek Hill waiting to rematch against him once again. So you don't want to get all the receivers in the David league. David Dennis Jr.? You don't want mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Eli Apple was doing is Patrick Beverly of the NFL. He was guarding Stephon Diggs for two of those targets. He stopped him twice, and you're tweeting like you, you know, are prime Deion Sanders. Yeah. Like, relax a little bit, dude, because next week is going to be a long, long week for you. We move on. A sentence I said 20 times this season. Aaron Rodgers with Pat McAfee. Let's go. I have never been a free agent, um, which is pretty wild. I've never gotten to the end of my contract. So to even think about being another uniform never really crossed my mind. You know, ideas about you know trade and whatnot, that's all conjecture until um, I even decide uh, what I want to do moving forward for myself. So he's still deciding on himself. The Packers, it should be said, the ones who have control, as Rodgers does not have a no-trade clause in his contract. Rodgers went on to say he's not egomaniacal to think he should play wherever he wants for as long as he wants. Peter King surmising two first-round picks is a potential price if the Packers do entertain a trade that the Jets could be interested. Adam Schefter had previously reported the Packers would only consider trading Rodgers to the AFC. David, how'd you hear Rodgers today, and what do you think about the reports of potential trade? I hear the same Aaron Rodgers I always hear not egomaniacal enough to determine where he's that's all he's been doing for like the last three years is telling people where he's going to play and what he's going to do uh as far as the overall trade I think the Green Bay yeah if there is two first round picks that you can get for Aaron Rodgers you should you know definitely do it and if you're a team like the Jets 
I'm not sure. This has been his worst season yet. And you're going to get signed on for two more of those seasons at 40 some million dollars. Does not. It seems like a risky endeavor. Gutierrez. Well, he does seem to uh, treat every offseason like it's a free agency. But in this one, he does count sound kind of sane because when you talk about the egomaniacal thing, that's in response to saying, hey, there's two sides of this. I can't just decide I'm going to be traded and say the Packers have to do what I want. And that's sort of the, the theme that we've gotten from him the last couple of times. It's like when he's threatening to get out of here, hey, I'm going to be traded or because he's not going to get into free agency. So I see him saying, look, maybe the first half of this season was kind of humbling for him. And maybe he should stay in a comfort zone and let them sort of improve prove around him and and not sort of have to fight and become this diva, you know, that everybody thinks he is. So he kind of sounded like a better version of Aaron Rodgers to me. Kevin Blackstone. Huh, better, a better version of Aaron Rodgers. He ought to get his own show. He doesn't need Pat, Pat McAfee. He can do his own reality show at this point. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere, right? He's got almost $60 million of a reason to stay with Green Bay yet again. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to give up two number ones for a 39, 40-year-old quarterback who just came off, as was pointed out, his worst year. Um, it can be somewhat churlish at times, um, and you just don't know what he has left in the tank unless you are a team that can actually see in your window of opportunity a Super Bowl like next year. And what, which, of that, which of those teams is going to have two number ones to give right. up? So, so you don't, I don't think, think the Jets are that team? You don't? think no. Colts are that team? Do you, you believe the AFC part of this conversation, it seems like. Clinton Yates, how about you? Somebody's going to take this, guy. Somebody's going to want this soap opera, and I'm sorry. If you take him to prom, he's not giving it up. But he's going to tell everybody that you took him because that's what he's there for. This is too much. Enough already. If your ego doesn't allow you to think that the Packers shouldn't be able to do whatever they want, then stop talking about it already. We don't need this. Enough already. Go play football or don't because you're not in the playoffs. Last time I checked. Oof. We'll allow that to be the last word on that topic. We move on to a sentence I don't think I've ever said Jerry Jones canceled his scheduled media appearance today with local radio, the fan in Dallas. Offseason starts with silence from the owner and that tweet from the team putting it all on Dak Prescott still out there. Israel on the silence from Jerry and whether you think that means Jerry is second-guessing Dak and McCarthy and whether they can lead this team to a Super Bowl. I think the silence means he doesn't know what to say. And that just tells me that the Dallas Cowboys are in kind of a lousy place as a franchise because you have the quarterback and you have assessed him because it's been seven years. And the assessment is he's all right. He can win you some games, but he's going to be inconsistent and he's not going to be the reason you win a Super Bowl. So the assessment is going to be the same as it was going into the last uh, off or during the last offseason is, hey, do we have the pieces around Dak? And I think now what we know is he needs more pieces because it's not going to be Dak carrying them. And so, yeah, I think Jerry Jones doesn't really have anything to say to sort of give confidence to the fans. Yeah, B. Of course, the excuse is that they have exit interviews going on out at the Star, but that's not a good inter- that's not a good excuse for Jerry, the loquacious Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I am stunned that he's not talking about it. Everybody in Dallas is talking about it. All the cowboy nation around the country is talking about it, and I think that to to Izzy's point, he's stuck right now. He's got a contract 
with a quarterback that after seven years doesn't look good. He's not sure maybe that he really wants to extend him, but realizes he, he has no choice. And he's got a coach um, that he's probably just going to have to stick with because it's been, what, three years? He's got two more years on it, and you can't see anybody out there right now on the horizon. So right now, they are in a sort of uh, sort Sean of Payton has a history, and he has a history with Sean Payton. He's on the horizon. He's, that's true. Clint Yates, that's true. bring you in on this. This isn't that complicated. He's embarrassed because his boy, who he had a sleepover with before he hired him, came up with the worst play I've seen <laughs> since the last time the Cowboys right ended a season on a terrible play. What are you doing? Grown men got together to do that. He doesn't want to have to answer to that. He doesn't want to have to explain Jerry. the Come call. On, he doesn't want to have to play the, the, the last. Doesn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to play. Okay. David Dennis Jr. Yeah, I think there are some tough questions he just doesn't want to answer, namely the fact that you did sign a quarterback thinking that he was going to be your Mahomes or your Brady and your Rodgers, and he's not going to be that. They can win a Super Bowl with Dak, but they can win a Super Bowl with Dak and a whole bunch of better players. First of all, they only had 54 yards rushing um, that were not including Dak. So they need to get better running. They need to get better receivers. They need a better team so that he can be the type of quarterback that can win a Super Bowl, but he can't carry them to it. Yates, really cooking it up today, on fire. And you look like you can break up an NBA game in the middle of the game and start a fight with some of the players with that sweater you're wearing today. We'll be back and buy ourselves. Bye, Unc. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Gray Goose. A quarterback decision, a running back decision, whole lot of space. It's a giant offseason. GM Joe Shane saying they want Daniel Jones back. He could lead them to win a Super Bowl. Saquon Barkley, Shane was not as optimistic. Positional value and how we want to build this team and allocate our resources was how Shane addressed that. Clinton, what should the priorities be for the New York Giants? 
For me, the priorities have to be both of these guys. What do I talk about all the time? Reality, the worst coach position in the league is quarterback. Guys rarely improve within their own franchises. Daniel Jones has actually improved, and this team has gotten better. That said, Saquon, best weapon, good runner. Just because you made Josh Allen a guy, Shane, doesn't mean you've got a knee-jerk panic when the next quarterback you have is not him. It's fine. Just get better and continue to develop your team. David Dennis Jr., yeah, you got to try to keep both of these guys. Daniel Jones, you have no choice but to give him money. He's one of three quarterbacks to pass for 3,000 yards, rush for 700 yards, uh, and Barkley, 1,300 um, yards rushing, 10, t- 10 touchdowns. You got to try to keep these guys. But if you're talking about Saquon and his contract, you can try to make it so that you can still get some receivers. You need a, a better better receiving core out there for Daniel Jones next year. So it's a fine line that you have to, to walk, but I think they can possibly Israel do it. Israel Gutierrez. Yeah, I just think it's a timing issue, both of them being having to be paid at the same time. And I think, you know, when he mentioned allocating our funds to what we can or what we prioritize, I think, you know, he's basically telling you, hey, the league has already told us that we shouldn't be paying running backs all this money. So if he won't pay play for what we're going to pay him, we're going to spend our money on receivers and things that really elevate Daniel Jones. Because, as you mentioned, David, they have to pay him. They have to pay Daniel Jones. Uh, Blackstone, you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I mean, he's gotten... You know, he's gotten appreciably better year after year. You just went to the playoffs and had a winning team for the first time since 2016. Saquon Barkley is not only your leading rusher, he's also tied for your lead in receptions. You need more receivers. You need to build out this team. Don't pick okay, one or the Okay, just a counterpoint. There's forward. a team every year or every couple of years that bubbles up, has an inspiring run with a quarterback like – an example would be the Bears a few years ago with Trubisky or Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. They make one run in the playoffs, and then there's kind of a, a limit there. You guys believe there's still more space to grow for this franchise. Okay. The obvious replacement isn't there, though. Clint, yeah, you, you always say them. this line about how oh, the hardest coach or the worst coach position in the sport is quarterback. Counterpoint there, all right? There is better coaching at the quarterback position than any other position as we have seen the growth in the efficiency of quarterbacks when you could have someone like yes, Kirk Cousins GM, be better historically than Joe Montana in some passer ratings. Go ahead. The GM brought the head coach who is the guy who made Josh Allen who he is. Don't mess it all up now that you finally got something right. going. We can have this conversation. KB, please, finish this off here. Well, and the salary cap is getting ready to explode. There will be more money out there for you to My point is there's more labor. attention on quarterbacks than there had ever been, and you can see that with the growth in the passing schemes in the game and how you know, quarterbacks now can get the job done in ways they hadn't. Get some receivers to catch the ball. Fire sell two. Did the Patriots just solve their offensive problems? New offensive corner, same as the old, old OC, Bill O'Brien. David, buy yourself. I'm buying this. As the old saying goes, if you have two offensive coordinators, you have zero offensive coordinators. I think that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> just by fact of them having competence at the offensive coordinator position right now, Bill O'Brien. Uh, makes a whole lot of difference. He has a relationship with Mac Jones. I think he can write him to where he was a couple of years ago, and they can get over the disaster of an offense they had this past season. Israel Gutierrez. 
Yeah, it certainly wouldn't hurt to have a little bit more stability at that offensive coordinator spot since it looked kind of messy. But, you know, the idea of it automatically working with Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien, I don't think that's a guarantee, right? So just going back to the past without Tom Brady as part of that pass is not going to guarantee anything. So they better hope it works because I don't think a lot of free agents are going to want to go there. Maybe. The winning doesn't come with, you know, Yeah, I mean, this is all familiar ground. It's a familiar relationship all the way around. I think it's a great move and more proof that that Nick Saban coaching incubator or whatever he has down there in Tuscaloosa is working uh, just fine. This guy's going to get paid again. He's back in the league. Yates. Yeah, as the old saying goes, if you're switching between guys who coach offensive defense midweek every once in a while in the season, you definitely don't know what you're doing. This has big remarrying your first ex-wife energy, which I'm here for. You know who you like. You know what works. Go back to it. Man, Yates is on fire today. Although I still say I disagree with your point about the worst coach position. Again, 11 of the top 20. This is just passer rating. It's one statistic. 11 of the top 20 are current players. John Elway is closest to Sam Darnold in passer rating. So somebody's coaching up the guys they have now in a way. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean they're better. I'm just saying they think about how to coach up players. All right, Yates and Stone. This was a good one today. Thank you, David. Thank you, Israel. CY, KB, four minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Biggest win of the night, Iowa over Ohio State. And it was another massive performance from Caitlin Clark. 28 10 and 15, a triple-double versus the number two team in the country. So, there's that. And then there, let's go bigger. The, the Clark, Aaliyah Boston, Angel Reese, her 20th straight double-double last night. Player of the year race is robust. So, Clinton, does a triple-double over number two put Clark over the top for you? I don't necessarily know if it matters for the award, but Clark is must-see TV, no questions asked. My favorite part about this Two days ago was her 21st birthday. You know what I was doing the day after my 21st birthday? Not scoring triple doubles. She's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. She's more than must-see TV. She's must-see in person. I already have my ticket. She's coming up here to play Maryland on February 11th, I think. I've seen her before. I'm going to see her again. She's a baller. 
Okay. All right. Yes. I'm happy you're going to the game, Kevin Blackstone, <laughs> professional reporter. Do some reporting. I guess uh, Yates is getting the point for celebrating a 21st birthday at one point. We'll move on. Better first quarter. Kings tied the NBA's record with 12 threes versus the Grizzlies. They were 12 of 13 in the first quarter. Or the Bucks scoring 49 in the first quarter with Middleton back on their way to 150 last night. Kevin, what was the better first quarter? The better first quarter was, did you say Middleton is back? Yes, I was. love Chris love Middleton. He is the difference on that team. He can make them a winner again. Bring home the trophy. That's the long story, but last night it was the Kings. Light the beam. Half those threes, Tony, were just heat checks. They were throwing it up left and right because the Grizzlies talk all that kind of trash, and the Kings were here all for those it. Beam that was a great checks. basketball game. Heat checks and beam checks. Kevin, you got to tell me you're going to uh, a Bucks wizards game in the future in order to get the point. We'll move on. I showed you this earlier, the incidental crotch hit, friendly fire from Northwestern last night. But he's okay. They won the game. Uh, let's talk about this. Maybe an intentional throat punch in Duke, Virginia Tech. Lengthy review. In the end, they determined it was not. So no call. Duke goes down. Did that punch deserve a no call? Did Duke get hosed, Clinton? Uh, Duke did not get hosed. We're talking about Duke here. Unintentional throat punches are not something I know of. The ghost of Grayson Allen coming back to haunt you when it comes to the calls, Duke. Just saying. Yeah, I don't know. We always look out for what happens above the shoulders now, and that may not have been intentional, but you got to be aware of your surroundings and what you're doing with your hands and the rest of your body. You can't hurt anybody. Clinton Yates, the best coach position and plasma on this show right now. Wire to wire win. There's a lot of discussion going on right now surrounding Ed Reed and Bethune-Cookman and everything that's happening around HBCUs in football. My father went to Howard, my sister went to Spelman, a rack of my family went to HBCUs, I did not. And I can tell you that for everything you might think about how these institutions run their operations, never mind their athletic programs, here's what we're not gonna do. We're not gonna make fun of Ed Reed's mental health because he's passionate about trying to help kids. That's out of bounds, yo. Forget about that kind of discussion. Not here for it whatsoever. Thank you for that, Clinton Yates. We'll see you tomorrow.